Welcome to NoSpinHomilies.com. I invite you to join me to reflect upon the homilies of Father Dan. Father Dan will challenge us to open our heart, mind, and soul to the Word of God. Father Dan will draw upon sacred scripture along with art, literature, and the lives of the saints to help us grow in our love and knowledge of the scripture. In doing so, we can become the living Word of God in this world. Now it is my pleasure to present to you No Spin Homilies. Today, our church around the world celebrates the sixth Sunday of Easter, and the gospel for today gives us a beautiful reminder that the church is under the guidance of the Holy Spirit. In some ways, you could say this gospel passage is a wonderful teaser for the feast of Pentecost, the great solemnity of the Holy Spirit. And yet, it's good and important for us to be thinking about the Holy Spirit as we approach Pentecost in two weeks. In fact, I would argue today's gospel helps prepare us for Pentecost. Now, appreciate the context in which this gospel is set in. Right now, Jesus is in the upper room with his apostles, celebrating the Last Supper. In John's gospel, from which our gospel passage from today comes from, chapter 14, Jesus, in the middle of the Last Supper, breaks into a lengthy discourse for his apostles. Now, this is the night before Jesus' death. Consequently, Jesus is now giving his apostles his last will and testament. Jesus knows his death is fastly approaching, and so he is imparting his last words of wisdom upon his beloved apostles. Imagine someone who you deeply, deeply admire. They are going on a long journey, a journey in which you'll probably never see them again for the rest of your life. The night before they embark on this journey, they call you and want to talk to you. Or maybe this person is dying, and the night before their death, they call you and they want to talk to you. Now, this person is going to give you or tell you the deepest truths of their life. They themselves will impart upon you their last words of wisdom and express the intention of you gaining something from it, that somehow your life will be changed from those words. And so what do you do in this case? Well, you listen very, very carefully, very intently. You hang on every word that this person is telling you. And see, that's exactly what's going on right now with Jesus and the apostles. Listen to what Jesus says. The Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I told you. Our church, yes, is endowed with the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Holy Trinity. And with the Holy Spirit, sent by the Father in name of the Son, is our divine teacher, the source of our understanding of God, God's kingdom, our church, our faith, the truths of this world. And it is the Holy Spirit that actively gives life to our church, moving in and through us, helping us to come to know our faith and be able to practice it every day of our life. Jesus continues in the gospel. He says, Whoever loves me will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling within him. Later on in John's gospel, in the next chapter, chapter 15, 
Jesus will say to the apostles, I am the vine, and you are the branches. Whoever remains in me and I in him will bear much fruit. Before this gospel passage, in chapter 6, Jesus tells his apostles, Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood will have eternal life. Now all these images that Jesus gives us are very organic. They tell us precisely what we need to do and know in order to have life, to remain in Jesus Christ, because God is the source of all life. Think of it, a plant. A plant needs to remain rooted in the soil in order to survive. It draws water from the soil as well as nutrients and is able to continue to live. A fish. A fish needs to remain in the water in order to survive. In the water, it extracts oxygen from the water and is also able to eat in order to survive and live. Now, take that plant and uproot it. Take that fish and take it out of water. What will happen? They will both eventually die. What's the implication here for us? Jesus is telling his apostles, and now us, in order for us to live and have life, we must remain in Christ, because God alone is the source of all life. That's why Paul puts it in Corinthians. He puts it very clearly when he writes, We the church are the body of Christ, of which Christ makes the head. Now again, appreciate the context in which this gospel is set in. It's the night before Jesus' death, and now Jesus wants to make sure, absolutely sure, that his apostles understand the seriousness of his teaching. Whoever loves me will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. Jesus is telling his apostles what they need to do to have life in him. I'll give you a good analogy to help you understand this a little bit better. In our culture, we have many people who are constantly telling us what we must do to maintain good physical health. We have doctors, dietitians, trainers. You go to your doctor and you say, what must I do to get back into shape, to live a healthy life? Well, your doctor will say, eat a balanced diet, cut out salt and fat in your diet, exercise daily, stop smoking. Now your physician knows how the body works, how it functions. And if you do the things that he suggests, then you will have good health. Your body will respond positively to those steps. And yet, you can also say to your physician, how dare you? How dare you impose these things upon me? Well, your doctor will respond by saying, hey, it's your choice. I'm just telling you what will bring good health to your body. It's your choice. Take it or leave it. And see, herein lies the message that Jesus is teaching his apostles and now us. Jesus isn't laying down for us some arbitrary imposition or a burden or a yoke upon us, making our lives miserable. Instead, Christ is laying out the facts. Whoever loves me will keep my word. My Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. Jesus is telling us a statement of fact. He's telling us in order for us to have life in Christ always, 
we must remain in God because God is the source of life. Now you say to yourself, okay, I get that, but what do we do now? Well, I think what we have to do is go back to the basics. It's nothing very difficult or hard. Now go back to that analogy with your doctor. You go to your doctor and you say, okay, what do I need to do to get back into shape, to live a healthy lifestyle? Now your doctor will not, and I repeat, he will not. He will not say to you, well, tomorrow I want you to run a marathon. And then the next day I want you to swim 10 miles. And then the day after that, I want you to go hike a mountain. No, it's too much, too fast, too soon. Instead, he will help you gradually progress into good health. He'll say, well, first start with a balanced diet and then exercise right after dinner, take a walk, and then gradually progress on from there. Well, for us, spiritually, we must get back to the basics, first with the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments are the cornerstone to a healthy soul and a good moral life. We must know them and follow them. To ignore the Ten Commandments would be for us to say, you know, I eat a lot of junk food, and I eat a lot of fast food, but I'm in great shape nonetheless. Uh-uh, doesn't work that way. We're only kidding ourselves. Another way in which we can get back to the basics is a daily prayer life. Pray every day and several times a day. Again, go back to the analogy. There's no way that you can say, well, I exercise once a week, a few times a month, but I'm in really good shape. No way. Again, we're just kidding ourselves. The same thing holds true with prayer. There's no way that we can say, well, I pray once or twice a week, a few times a month, but I've got a really strong relationship with our Lord. Again, we're just kidding ourselves. We must pray every day. If we talk to our spouse, to our kids, to our friends every day, then we must talk to our Lord and Savior every day. Open up your heart, your mind, and your soul to the Lord. Another way in which we can get back to the basics, immerse yourself in sacred scripture. Start reading the Bible and studying it. St. Jerome, who translated the Bible from Greek to Latin, he once said, Ignorance of scripture is ignorance of Christ. If we don't know the Bible, we don't know who Christ is. And so, start reading the Bible. Take it a little bit at a time maybe one paragraph or a couple paragraphs every night before bed. Start reading the scriptures and start beginning a new relationship with your Lord. Another way in which we can get back to the basics, practice the corporal and spiritual works of mercy. Be a good steward of the many gifts that God has given you. See, by doing that, those are all concrete expressions of living out a life in Christ. Finally, participate in the sacraments, especially the Eucharist and confession. The sacraments are indispensable in our life with Christ. The sacraments are routes for us to access the divine life of Christ, and we must always be walking those routes. My friends, in the gospel today, Jesus is in the upper room with his apostles. His death is impending. And he gives his apostles a teaching that is vital, crucial 
to their own spiritual lives as well as the life of the church. Whoever loves me will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our dwelling with him. Jesus is telling us the source of life, yes, is God, and therefore we must remain in Christ. How do we do it? By getting back to the basics. Then we will always remain in Christ and always share in his life. And may the peace and the grace of Jesus Christ rest upon you always.